for me, you know, I think Veterans Day is a day to just to pause from all the chaos in our country, all the divided politics, and, and just to honor uh, and, and, and respect those who put on uniform mm-hmm. and serve. Everyone that's, that, you know, fought, bled, and died uh, yeah. for this country, um, you know, deserves a day that uh, we could just say thank you. And, and I, I say that as a veteran, but but I, I am not in the military anymore, and uh, and my family uh, lives free in this country. Although you know, I think our freedoms are being taken away sure. more and more every day. It still is the freest country in the world. To make no mistake of that. And so I'm thankful for that, and I'm, and I'm thankful for our veterans that that are willing to sacrifice in, in peacetime and in wartime. They're willing to lay their lives down for us to have that freedom. And I think it's an important day that we could uh, pause and just say thank you, acknowledge our veteran community. And, and honor those who, who serve us. And, and no better way to do that than, uh, you know, to lock arms with an organization like Mighty Oaks, too. You are now tuned into Stay Dangerous. Hello and welcome to the show today. You may be listening to the Mighty Oaks show on the Mighty Oaks platforms. Perhaps Stay Dangerous, maybe March or Die. Uh, we're all here today. This is a very special episode of what we're calling the Mighty Oaks show. This is our annual show talking about the importance of veterans and Veterans Day and the work that we do. My name is Jeremy Stonlicker here with Chad Robichaux and with Ian Hunter. I think most of you know Chad. Most of you are probably at least vaguely familiar with me. Ian Hunter is uh, new to the podcast world. That's what he just said. I, I don't know if it's true second or not. Podcast. Se- yeah, second, second podcast. Yeah, so that's, right. that's pretty new. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Ian is a, uh, a retired um, soldier, United States Army. Is that right? Is that the right term? That works. Okay, soldier. Yeah, that's perfect. And uh, currently serves as the operations officer for the Mighty Oaks Foundation. And so we wanted to get together today and just talk about uh, veterans, the importance of Veterans Day. It's interesting as we you know kind of move out of the global war on terror age, if you will, yeah. or time, whatever that is. Uh, we know the world is still an upside down place, but a lot of people have asked us over time, what are you going to do when the wars in Afghanistan and the wars in Iraq and, and those wars, what are you going to do when they end? And is Veterans Day still important? And probably now, I would say as much as, if not more than ever, we need to continue talking about these issues. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the need for the what we do at Mighty Oaks is even faded. In fact, right. in fact, it's at an all time high. I just got back from speaking at First Marine Division at a leadership symposium. I was the keynote speaker for this, uh, and they brought the Commanding General of First Marine Division brought in all the uh, senior uh, staff and CEOs. Mm. Uh, and sergeant majors and in uh basically to on a suicide awareness thing i didn't know this till i got there but currently in the in the first marine division is the highest suicide rates in recorded history of the marine corps uh, and you know we th- we're talking about being done with the war on terror but uh a lot of the uh, residual effects are in the culture the culture of the military has is uh you know it's been a, a very different culture than you and i came right. up in right. and then uh in, in addition there's a lot of uh morale issues that morale's at an all-time low in the 30 years i've been around the military yeah and uh recruiting's at an all-time low since since vietnam so there's a lot of problems still in the military and just because the war on terror is over it doesn't mean the wars around the world are over right. i mean the world seems right. like it's burning down right now right. and our military members are around the world you know holding the holding the, the line for that and, uh, yeah. and they're taking a toll of that. So yeah. yeah, we need more than ever ever for organizations like Mighty Oaks uh, to uh, serve our, our warriors. And that's what we do at Mighty Oaks and we're, we're going to continue doing it as long as we need it. It's good. Um, Ian, I think it's very timely that you're sitting here on this show. You just retired not too long ago from the army and you spent most of your time in the army on the, what we might call the special operations side. Um, Tell us your story a little bit. A lot of people obviously would not know your story, but but talk about your story of service and then why as someone who 
transitioned out of the special operations side of the military, decided you wanted to get involved with an organization like the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Yeah, I, I think uh, I got to be cautious because I could go, I could go probably a whole hour. On yeah, yeah. Try to try not... to go a lot shorter <laughs> than you normally would. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the journey is pretty awesome. I, you know, I was a senior in high school when the Twin Towers went down, right? Yeah. And so contemplating life, what should I be doing? At, you know, post post high school. Uh, I think God kind of opened that door and said, you're going to do this. And uh, I remember going to the recruiter's office and trying to figure out how to get deployed as fast as I can. And uh, the recruiter's like, well, I got this you know, 121 job list in the army of what yeah, you could right. do. And I was like, well, you know, I want to be an army ranger. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Marine Corps was never an option for you? Uh, no. You're always a low achiever. No. You've always <laughs> been a low achiever. I've always known that about you. Now, yeah. I do have a great appreciation for the Marine Corps. Sorry, Marine sorry Corps to interrupt. I, sorry to interrupt. There's a lot of things I wish the Army would take from the Marine Corps, for sure. Uh, but no, so that, I found myself pretty quick into uh, northern Iraq, actually doing a combat night jump with my brother with Ranger Battalion into mm. into there. Were you guys the first, like, I, I think I heard, like, you guys were the first, like, brothers to jump on the same stick or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some statistics that's real, that, that that's out there, but... Looking, I kind of ignored it for a long time and then yeah. realized like this is a significant yeah. event. Like yeah. jumping at night into northern Iraq with your brother on the same stick. Yeah. Uh, I like to start that, you know, with that story because it, it sounds really cool. It's hmm. textbook, like, you know, this is why you join. But the part of the funny story is that like I didn't know what I was doing. Like, yeah, I was sure, a brand sure. new day one guy. Yeah. And my brother was quite embarrassed often of the stupidity that I did <laughs> uh, while I was out there. But uh, you know, the trajectory took me along uh, the path of staying deployed constantly, right? Gone all the time. I think my wife could do the numbers better than I can. But she said 16. She says 16. <laughs> I She's probably right. Um, but that doesn't include all the deployment, you know, the, the training cycle yeah. uh, deployments between. Um, so between Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, Syria, Turkey, uh, gone gone often. I, I found myself just got attracted to the soft community, really enjoyed what I was doing, really enjoyed the Rangers and uh, I went to a special mission unit selection uh, in North Carolina that put us there for the last 13 years of my yeah. career was in North Carolina. Uh, and so, you know, why, why after retiring, why here? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, man, I found myself in a really dark place. Um, probably about year 16, 17 in the military, uh, losing my family, uh, chasing the lightning bolt of special operations and the next deployment, the next uh, skill trade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a moment in time where I had to reconcile my identities, uh, these personas that I had created and uh, and really felt the Lord calling me to to follow him over anything else. And so that changed the paradigm in my life yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And uh, as you know, that veil is uh, taken off each day, I felt like a new veil was re you know revealed of like the scales falling off the eyes. and You start seeing things differently and you realize all the lies that you're pursuing and uh, watching guys just collapse around me. You know, these guys are the top of their physical ability, mental ability, their skill sets, but their families are crumbling. Their 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 per, their per, their identity is so wound up into what they do on a daily basis that um, they're leaving all the things to the side. So I, I think I wanted to share that part because I can't talk about why Mighty Oaks without saying, yeah, hey yeah, man, God yeah. grabbed my heart early on. Luckily I was still in and had the, the security net of the military and I wasn't transitioning out right. while also going through this crisis of identity. Which is uh, to your point on at the the GWAT right global war on terrorism seems to you know people are deflating it as we see it's growing again right now. You run into this this challenge of guys like me that came in. I think it's going to get worse for the next five years for veterans. Yeah, worse in what way? Uh, I'm watching guys that got their leg uh, blown off right in combat. They come back 
in operational as a ranger or as a, as a special operator, uh, as an amputee, and then they get out, they lost, they have no clue who they are, yeah. right? They're, they're yeah. so bound up in that. And I love hearing some of our team leaders at Mighty Oaks talk about the longest sniper shot, right? You get blown up, lose your leg 13 years ago, and then this year you take your own life. How, how, did, how is this happening? And I think that's going to get uh, exponentially worse over the next couple of years. Guys getting out and their identity so bound up so tightly into being this thing that was uh, providing you know, safety and security to, to nations of Afghanistan and Iraq and all that's crumbling. And they, they've, they've negated their faith walk. They've negated their, the, their families, uh, those, those two significant pillars of resiliency. It's that mission and purpose tied to a job when that job's taken away. That's right. There's no more mission and purpose. That's right. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have, if you don't have, if you don't have a faith. Right. Uh, if you don't have something deeper, a deeper mission and purpose an eternal, eternal right. mission and purpose. And so I think, you know, and I'm not, that, that would definitely would have been my story, right? Yeah. If God didn't grab my heart early on uh, while I was still in. So I'm, and I'm watching it right now, kind of the, the turbulence. And I think also a lot of the uh, conventional forces had stopped deploying. I mean, I can tell you right now, there's guys that are leaving next week to go into a country to deploy for another right. three to four months right. uh, from special operations, right? So it's, uh, they've never stopped deploying. Our guys are still gone all the time. And uh, I think the soft community is going to get impacted exponentially over the next five years. I think we're, yeah. we're going to see it worse. Yeah. And some of those guys are the guys that hang on to earthly identity more than anyone else anyway. That's right. So it's like, you know, recipe for disaster. Hey folks, I got a shout out for our new awesome sponsor, Midas Gold Group. These guys are the real deal, a family business in precious metals for two generations run by Marine Corps veterans who are all about supporting veteran causes and putting America first. But the best part, they know that true financial freedom comes from owning private currency like gold and silver. If you're feeling a bit worried about the unknown and want to secure finances, look no further than Midas Gold Group. With all the crazy stuff happening these days, it's smart to be prepared. If you don't know, our financial data is stored electronically, from bank deposits to retirement accounts, and let's face it, our digital grid isn't exactly invincible. That's where owning gold and silver can save the day, and it's becoming a seriously compelling option. Now here's the scoop. Inflation is nibbling away at your dollar's buying power. And major players like Russia, China, India, and Saudi Arabia are making moves to trade oil in different currencies. This could shake things up big time as the dollar's stability depends on being the world's trade currency. The central bank digital currency is virtually already here with patents filed and big banks making plans. And Midas Gold Group sees potentially sketchy implications here. Will it mean the end of cold, hard-earned cash? Is it tied to social credit scores? Storing all our financial info on digital ledgers sounds pretty risky, doesn't it? That's why you can count on Midas Gold Group. They're here to lend a helping hand. They've got competitive pricing, top-notch service, and lightning-fast deliveries all across the United States and Canada. And get this, they could even show you how to use your IRA and old retirement plan to own physical gold and silver without getting hit by any additional tax implications. So listen up, folks. When it comes to precious metals, Midas Gold Group is the real deal and the only one I trust. Give them a ring at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653 or hit up their website at midasgoldgroup.com. That's midasgoldgroup.com. They're all about giving friendly, no pressure advice on precious metals. And guess what? If you drop my name, Chad Robichaud, 
they're throwing in some free silver with any qualifying account. You can't beat that, right? So don't wait around. Secure your financial future with Midas Gold Group. Swing by MidasGoldGroup.com or dial 855-322-4653 and make sure you mention Chad Show sent you. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. And I think I've heard you say it before too. It's almost like it's it's almost like a uh, uh, a double edged sword where it's like you almost have to to be sure. able to to be able to perform at yeah, that level. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's what makes you great in one arena will destroy right. you in another, right. right? Yeah. The faith conversation is really interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. You know, we say or we ask a question like, "Are you a person of faith?" Like, we'll ask that question like, "Are you a person of faith?" And what we mean by that is, do you follow Christ? Do you believe the Bible? Do you go to church? But but the reality is. All of us are people of faith. Every every human on the planet is a person of faith. The question is not, are you a person of faith? The question is, what do you have faith in? And what is your faith? Yeah. And you know, as I've thought through this, it really has become evident that we're all people of faith. But if your faith doesn't eventually run into the ground of God, it's rocky, and you're going to fall all the way down. You have to have that foundation of God. Your faith is only as good or only as effective as the person in whom you place your faith. So if your faith is in a community, if your faith is in um, a job, your faith is in a relationship, whatever, wherever people are that are listening, if your faith is in anything other than the immovable God, mm-hmm. eventually that's going to let you down. And that's what we're seeing, I think, across our our community. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and I think that's where Mighty Oaks comes in, right? That's, right. What, that's at Mighty Oaks for the last 12 years. We've been able to show something uh, a faith deeper yeah. than, uh, than ourselves, our own achievements, yeah. uh, the institutions that we were part of. And, so, and but you know, not misunderstand. Those institutions are great. Those jobs are oh, great. absolutely they're absolutely. very important we're in not, their we're place, not, right? We're, we're not yeah. minimizing those jobs. Like yeah. a, you know, my time in a service is something I yeah. am proud of, and forever would be proud of, and should be proud of, and uh, and all all veterans should share that. But uh, you have to have it in the right context. And so we're not saying, hey, what you did in the military is not important. What we're saying is there's something deeper. There's yeah. something more lasting. There's something unshakable. Right. And uh, and at Mighty Oaks, right. we we bring men and women. Who uh, who have served, whether in the military or first responder communities, and we introduce them to that something deeper and something more yeah. more sustaining. Yeah, it's it's not a question of what you've done. What you've done, you can be proud of, but that's not who you are. And mm-hmm. that's to me, that's the difference. And that's what I struggled with. I think that's what all of us sitting here would say. That was the real struggle as we left the military. Is I thought that's who I was, and didn't realize that was just something that I did that I could be proud of. Yeah, yeah. and that puts us in a different place. Uh, we talk about the veteran suicide numbers, and this is, again, very, very important, I think, for us to go back through. And we, we talked about this, Chad, recently um, on, uh, on your podcast, Stay Dangerous, that there's a difference between simply pointing to a problem and then pointing to the problem so you can point to the solution, right? But right. a lot of people don't understand the problem. One of the statistics that's always been crazy to me is when we talk about veteran suicide, Statistically, more than half of veterans that take their lives are over 50 years old. Mm-hmm. So we have this, this connection in our brains that, well, when the, you know, the combat stops, then this issue will stop too, because everyone who's taking their life is <coughs> probably in their 20s, they come home, they can't find a job, and so they end their lives. That's just not the case. It is. It's that long sniper shot. It's, it's 20 years later mm-hmm. when well, the pressure becomes too much to deal with. And so this this veterans issue is something that we have to address because it goes into fifty years old, sixty years old, seventy and beyond. Well, then how much wasted life and how much yeah, damage exactly right. in families happen between that yep. twenty year old and that, and that fifty year old? You know, we uh, 
we, we look at Vietnam veterans as the best, uh, I think, case study that mm. we have, as Americans have on uh, on the effects of war and suicide. Uh, we had fifty, we lost fifty eight thousand uh, service members in Vietnam, which is which is high and terrible. Yeah. But the number that's more uh, more tragic than that is that over two hundred fifty thousand Vietnam veterans came home, survived Vietnam, yeah. and uh, over two hundred fifty thousand took their lives. Five times the number yeah. that died on the battlefield died by their own hands at home. And that's the number we know. We know these suicide statistic rates are really pushed mm-hmm. down. For one, they, uh, they're uh, only 50% of the states report. And, and coroners, we don't know how coroners report, right, of accidents or whatever. And then, uh, and then we don't – these reports, like the most recent – everybody talks about 22 uh, suicides a day. That's kind of the average number that's thrown around in the, in the not, uh, NGO community or the you know, Veterans yeah. Service Organization yeah. community. But the, the recent, most recent suicide report that came out from the Veterans Administration said 17 a day. Uh, now, there's a big, you know, Der- our friend Derek Van Orden, uh, yeah. Congressman Van Orden, yeah. uh, challenged the VA on this because the VA actually took out the statistics of uh, medication overdoses, uh, car crashes, and jumps. So <laughs> you got 17 a day, but most veterans uh, uh, take their lives by, by, shoot- by shooting themselves or medication. Uh, car crashes, right. uh, driving a telephone pole or a tree right. because it makes it look like an accident, or a jump. Yeah. So you took out a big demographic. We don't know what the number is. There's a report out, uh, there's an article out that suggests that it's probably more like 50 a day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but the truth is, uh, for me personally, I know it's our position at Mighty Oaks. We don't care if it's 17 a day yeah. or 22 a day yeah. or 50 a day. One yeah. is too many and one is enough reason for us to wake up every morning. Yeah. And, uh, and, and do what we do at Mighty Oaks. Yeah. And again, I think one thing that distinguishes Mighty Oaks is we talk about those numbers and those, you know, significant America's Family Foundation in cooperation with Georgetown University did that research study you just mentioned. And then ABC reported it of all places. Um, they said 44 a day, given all of these, these factors. And if you really talk about accidents and all those things, it's much, much higher. And anecdotally, we believe that, obviously. But, but the big difference between what we do and what a lot of organizations in our space do is we say, hey, one is too many, but broken marriages, that's too much. Broken lives, wasted lives, even if it doesn't lead to suicide, there is hope, there is purpose, there is direction. So in spite of this problem, there's a solution, and that solution is a relationship with Christ. And for me, and I think part of the mission of Mighty Oaks, uh, even though our primary goal at Mighty Oaks is, is eradicating veteran suicide, for me, the byproduct of that is is the benefit of the communities in the, in, the, right. in this nation because you take America's uh, half a percent, only half a percent of our of our nation raises a hand and is willing to serve, and then the half percent gets trained to be leaders and and serve uh, people who serve, and uh, they have a heart to serve, or they wouldn't have raised their hand, and then they uh, they go back to the communities and they become social dependents on a VA system that's set up for uh, you know get benefits easy. There's so many VSOs that care for them and they don't be contrib- They're not contributors to society. And so when they come to Mighty Oaks, we don't just try to help them get well and, you know, help them p- get past suicide. We want them to have a, that mission and purpose that Ian was talking about again, yeah. out of the uniform, going back and leading in their homes, leading their communities, leading our nation. And, you know, God knows like there's never been a time in our country more than in my, at least in my lifetime than right now that we need, uh, men and women to lead in, in their communities yeah. and, and who better than uh, our service members to lead uh, and not be, uh, you know, uh, cultural, social, you know, uh, beneficiaries of, of this VA yeah. system, but actually be contributors in their, in their homes and communities. Yeah. Hey guys, Chad Robichaud here. Are you ready to experience the greatest beef you'll ever taste while supporting an incredible cause? Well, get ready to sink your teeth into 
the irresistible beef from Skyros Cattle Company. At Skyros Ranch, where Mighty Oaks Foundation holds our West Coast legacy programs, Wayne Hughes Jr., the founder of Skyros Cattle Company, has dedicated over a decade to perfecting the art of raising premium beef. And guess what? You can now enjoy the fruits of his labor right in the comfort of your own home with the absolute highest quality beef you can find, hands down. And trust me, I'm a carnivore and I've tasted plenty of steaks and nothing comes close to a Skyros steak. These cattle are grass-fed and free of antibiotics, hormones, and vaccines. And for the last 10 years, I've personally watched these cattle graze 25,000 acres in Central Coast, California, and the taste is unbeatable. When you choose to purchase Skyros beef, you're also making a difference by supporting the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Wayne is all about helping our deserving military and first responder communities through our faith-based resiliency and recovery programs. And every single penny of your purchase goes directly towards assisting our nation's warriors. Let me reiterate this, because it's crazy. 100% of the proceeds of Skyros cattle goes directly to Mighty Oaks Foundation to support our nation's warriors. So let's join forces and make a positive impact one delicious bite at a time and head over to SkyRoseCattleCO.com. That's SkyRoseCattleCO.com today and order yourself some tender, juicy cuts of beef. Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. And one more little insider secret. Every warrior who goes through Mighty Oaks Legacy Program at SkyRose will assure you that this beef is extraordinary and off the charts delicious. The very first thing our warriors get when they get to Mighty Oaks programs on Sky Rose Ranch is a delicious Sky Rose steak hanging off the side of their plates with a Sky Rose brand on it. And our warriors love them and you will too. And I think I was gonna, I was attracted to the same comment on like what makes us a little bit different, right? Mighty Oaks different. And I think as a most recent veteran in the group, I, I would, I have no qualms saying, hey, uh, our society is, has done a good job to try and help veterans find, reintegrate and get jobs. And, and that's great. But I, I've watched this pacifying veterans, right? Right. right? Where, hey, we have a different onboarding process for veterans. Sure. Or um, I've watched in, in my own church uh, where we came from, hey, we need to start a veterans group. And that, that's good until the veterans become the person that the church is serving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now they're not part of the church, mm -hmm. right? They're part of the, yeah. they're, they're part of the, uh, they're not contributing any yeah. longer, right? Yeah. Now you're part yeah. of their mission statement. It's yeah. like, we care for veterans, like, but I'm, I want to be a Christian that yeah. wants to be a producer and, and not yeah. a consumer inside right. this organization. And so I, I would, you know, it's upon veterans as they come out to, to find the people that are going to challenge them to be better people, put themselves around a better group of people that see the world a little bit different than they do right. and not uh, uh, protect, you know, try and go so inwardly where you, you become a, a, a dependency. Uh, you depend so much on the economy to take care of you that you're not out there contributing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're on a slippery slope where society may get tired of sure. the veteran things that sure. continually cost money and continually have to change the way we do. Uh, society yeah. does things to, to appease the veterans. Yeah. Uh, veterans should be standing up and say, I don't want you to appease me. I want you to yeah. learn from the things that I've learned. Yeah. I want, I want to yeah. give you the, the knowledge and skills and, and gifts. Yeah. That, that People see, I mean, America's in a, a bubble, which uh, sometimes I get upset that Americans in this bubble and don't understand the, you know, how to distinguish first world problem from real yeah. problems. But, uh, but at the same time, I'm thankful that, you know, my wife and kids lived in this first world bubble that, that, uh, sure. they don't have to be exposed to those yeah. things, but we could take the lessons that we've seen from being around the world and, and, uh, and, and pass those on. Right. Now, I, I, uh, I, I love the fact that America is a nation of patriots that are, that are love our veterans, no matter where you go, 
whether it's uh, you know here in Texas and Huntsville, like super patriotic, or or in the most liberal counties of California, people still love our, our yeah, veterans, right. and uh, and and uh, and I love that, and I love people want to take veterans on hunting trips. I love to hunt. I love to fish. Take me on trips. <laughs> Give me the cookies. They make, they make cookies for us and quilts and uh, and I love all those things. That's and right, uh, don't yeah. stop giving them to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I joke in saying that. But the truth is, what veterans really need is not is not cookies, quilts, and hunting trips. They need to be challenged uh, right. to understand that they're better uh, than laying on the ground and kicking their feet up for the rest of life as a social dependent. I need to get back into leading again and find a new mission and purpose again. That's and, right. and, serve the people around them that's what they're best at yeah, in this right. world needs that and so that's we you know we take that approach at my idea we, we take care of them when they come we give them sure of that, our ranches are amazing yeah. and, our, and the people provide amazing foods but we we challenge them and, and, and fishing show them. and horseback riding yes yeah. <laughs> right. those yeah. things still happen yeah and, and it's okay but it shouldn't be just that that's right yeah it shouldn't be just yeah that. if you were created for more than just your time in the military what does that mean outside of the military and you know what's amazing is we receive so many great tools when we're serving. We understand leadership on a very practical, personal, really important level, right? If you don't do this right, then people die. That's an important skill. You understand how to overcome hardship and how to work with people that aren't like you and all of these skills we bring to bear. And then we come home and sit on the couch and say, I can't do anything with it. What a waste. Yeah. yeah. What a waste. And is it any wonder that our country is in such a mess? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't want to throw all that on veterans, but a lot of it is <laughs> no. people who have said, I, you know, I raised my right, right hand yeah. and swear to protect and defend and whatever, and then come home and just go, ah, I guess my time is done. Yeah, yeah. That uniform doesn't define that service. No. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a service as a, as a citizen uh, who's making a transition, uh, a commitment to servanthood for their nation. And, uh, you know, for me, I don't feel like it came, it, it, it came off when I took the uniform off. Right. I, I still carry that to yeah. this day and I'm going to serve my community and everything, everything I do is, uh, in my life, I get to do a lot of great things, you know, in position God has allowed me to be in, but everything I do, I kind of measure on, you know, who, what's the impact going to be around me, not just me. Like if I, if I get offered to do something, you know, Smith & Wesson's behind me right now. Smith & Wesson approached me last year and said, hey, do you want to be a brand ambassador for us? And uh, we want to pay you and give you a bunch of guns. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. But then, you know, but then I thought about it for a second. I said, well, you know, that's great for me, but how can we leverage this? To right. help the people that I serve. And, uh, and thankfully they're just amazing people at Smith yeah. Wesson. They came alongside of us and they partnered with Mighty Oaks mm. too. It's not just for me. And I think every decision I make now is, 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 uh, I, I make based on that. Yeah. And it's because of that, that heart to, you know, serve and use the platform that we yeah. have and, and our gifts and abilities and talents to, to serve others. And, yeah. and that's who I surround myself with. I think every one of our, we talk about partners, every one of our partners, like, uh, that we choose to have at Mighty Oaks has the same heart. And, yeah. uh, we, we have a, we have a lot of great partners, uh, mm. but it's people that we turn away too. And, and not that we turn them away. We'll, you know, uh, if you don't think the same as we, way as we do, you can still donate at mightyoakprograms.org yeah. and we'll take it. But, uh, yeah. but the partners, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, behind Ian there is, is Sky Rose Cattle Company. This is Mr. Wayne Hughes Jr. Who built this amazing facility for us, yeah. Sky Rose Ranch, yeah. uh, 25,000 acres, yeah. this beautiful facility. We've run programs there for almost a decade now. Uh, nothing in return. He gives us, you know, yeah. gives us, has put in millions of dollars into Mighty Oaks. Right. And then on top of that, he's like, he's like uh, kind of a, ho a hobbyist rancher because he loves ranching, he yeah. loves cowboying, yeah. and he's got all these Black Angus cattle. He's like, I'm going to start a, ca a cattle company and sell this Black Angus beef. And uh, by the way, we're going to give Mighty Oaks 100% of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Not the proceeds. But a hundred percent of the proceeds, yeah, yeah, and you know, and, yeah. and Smith and Wesson to share their platform with yeah. us, the millions it's of incredible. people. That's the most iconic American yeah. company there is. Uh, 
Gators glasses. They like yeah. sell, they sell glasses mainly to the military community. Yeah, and they came awesome. in and said, Hey, we want to partner with you guys. Cause what you're doing is amazing. Yep. And, uh, I know Ian had a long relationship or, or, or we're a lot of the outdoor research. Yeah. They get, they, they, they like want to take care of our staff and gave us a, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all amazing. Uh, I thought, yeah, outdoor research is. Uh, I'm actually wearing yeah. one of the. Yeah, both yeah, of you guys are. Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing their pants right now. <laughs> yeah, not, both, not, so I mean, they're my pants, but we, they made them. So. We got yeah, outdoor research. And Chad I, doesn't. I got I got Dockers on because they didn't give me the code. Because so. <laughs> someone doesn't know how to log into their account, I yeah. think is you know. Outdoor research has always been providing a lot of things for the soft community uh, options. Uh, yeah, the military uh, tested gear that we can purchase. Uh, yeah. And giving us great discounts along the way, uh, so they are awesome. To they, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what they were going to do because I didn't yeah. want to lose it. Coming out of you know, JSOC, I was like, man, I, I don't want to lose that deal. <laughs> so I wrote them this email. I, I'm not know, sharing it. I just want mine. Yeah, that's right. I wrote this <laughs> typical, long, long typical. Email. That's right. I wrote this long email and uh, I was like, man, I, this is probably good. This is gonna, <laughs> this is just going to die as soon as I hit send. It's not going to even go anywhere, right? I mean, within a few minutes, I had an email yeah. back. They're like, we're excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's the past. You just tell you guys to yeah. click this link and can you forward me that link? Yeah. <laughs> and like, some pants. Forward it again. <laughs> uh, who else? James James Clark, Marine Corps veteran, Midas Gold Company, uh, yeah. and gives it you know all the he advertises our podcast and then yeah. clicks a percentage, sends a percentage over to us. Yeah, there's a lot of companies, and these companies are all great. I, I think of like Skyros Cattle, and I, I see that logo over there, and I think, man, it, it it doesn't even begin to touch what Wayne has done. For the Mighty Oaks Foundation, yeah, right, and and Smith and Wesson, these other companies that many of them don't ask for anything in return. It's just we want to be a part of your mission. We want yeah, to get behind you, and push yeah. you, and yeah. and that's because you know we talk about Veterans Day. Well, what's the connection? These people love those who have served. They understand mm -hmm. we live in a world or in a in a country with an all volunteer force that they get to do the work they do because mm -hmm. of the work that our veterans do. Many of them have served as well, and they understand how important it is to use their platforms to continue to support those who really have, have given just about everything for our country. MyPillow is celebrating their remarkable 20-year anniversary, and they want to thank each and every one of you for your support with an incredible offer. Right now, you can grab a queen-size MyPillow regulated price at $69.98 for just $19.98. And for just an additional $10, you can upgrade to the king size. To claim this unbeatable deal, head over to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square. Use promo code Dangerous to unlock Mike's amazing offer. You can also call at 1 800 941 That's 1 800 941 and use the same promo code DANGEROUS. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact needs, ensuring you get the best night's sleep ever. The anniversary celebration also brings deep discounts on all MyPillow products from luxury bed sheets and cozy my slippers to soothing towels and comfortable mattresses. Now, let me share a personal secret with you. I've experienced the my pillow magic myself, and I can't help but rave about it. The pillows are amazing. I use my pillow every single night, and the difference in my sleep since I've started using it is astounding. I wake up every morning, and my neck feels great. Uh, I love my pillow. So here's your chance to join the my pillow family and enjoy the best night's sleep of your life. Don't miss out on the biggest sale in my pillow history. Remember, that's MyPillow.com, promo code DANGEROUS, or call 1-800-941-0272. Don't wait. This incredible offer won't last forever. Sleep better and feel better thanks to MyPillow. So our partners have enabled us to do what we do over the last yep. 12 years. Our donors, uh, I, I know we probably have a lot of donors listening right now. Yeah. 
who have uh, and we're very grateful for each and every one of them. We didn't mention it as a company. Like we love you. We're thankful yeah. for you. Yeah, so of many course. We can yeah. So many wonderful companies. But yeah. uh but that all has empowered us and God's brought us together, right? Donors and supporters mm. and and the need brought us all together to be able to serve. Uh and and over the last twelve years we made a tremendous impact. And and uh statistically we, you know, I think we could break out the four things that we do, which is resiliency, recovery, advocacy, and, and international. And, and we've got to really make an impact in those areas. Yeah. Uh, in the resiliency side, we, we've been able to speak to over a half a million active duty troops and bases around the world. I've written you know, several books. We've got some of them up here, like Truth About PTSD and, and, uh, and Unfair Advantage. And mainly the main one is uh, the path to resiliency by mm -hmm. spiritual resiliency. And, and the U.S. military allows us to give these away right. during these, uh, during these um, resiliency events that we do on bases. And, Again, these are active duty bases. Yeah. We get hundreds of requests from commands to go do this. Uh, and uh, I go to Marine Corps boot camp every quarter for almost 10 years now. It's yeah. crazy. I've been almost a long 10 time, years. Yeah. But we've, we've given away you know, over 300,000 copies of these books uh, and, and continue to. And we're going to, we have a new one coming out called Not the Solution, yeah. which is specifically, we talk about suicide all the time, but this book is specifically right. on, on suicide. And, uh, and that's going to be another giveaway yeah. resource. Uh, and then, so that's on the resiliency side, preventing the problem. I always believe that a, you know, ounce of prevention is better sure. than a pound of cure. Sure. Uh, so we get stopping in the front end. There's no way for us to measure the success of that, right? You don't know how many, you don't know how <laughs> right. many bank, you don't right. know how many bank robberies the security guard, right. you know, out front prevents. And, and we're good with that. We, yeah. we uh, but, but, uh, the recovery side is our legacy program. And, and, uh, you want to highlight the legacy program and how, how many? Yeah. So our legacy program, and I think anyone listening to any of these shows would be familiar with the work that we do, but we spend a week talking to either men or women. Uh, about trauma, and we do touch on trauma, but really what we talk about is how, regardless of what's happened in your past, your past does not define you. When you learn how to align your life to the life you were created to live, you can move forward. Your past doesn't change. You don't forget. None of that silly stuff we say. Um, you don't get over it. It's there, but it can make you better and more equipped to do the work that God's created you to do. And this year, we'll finish the year with 35 sessions. Mm -hmm. Right. That's look, right. I look at yeah. Ian because right. numbers change all the time. 35. But 35 sessions and a big milestone for us this year. We'll cross 5,000 total graduates over the lifetime of our program by the end of this year as well. Everyone goes for free. And, and everyone job. goes for free. So, you know, why do we talk about our sponsors and donors and why is it important for you to get involved? Because no one has ever paid to attend our program. No one pays for travel. We cover all the logistics. We have a staff that takes care of everything. All the student needs to do is is show up and be ready for mm -hmm. something good to happen in their lives. And so, you know, we talk about 35 sessions. We talk about hitting that 5,000 threshold. We have, uh, I'm looking at the number in front of me, 1,200 applicants year to date. We've had that many applications come in. And uh, we'll get close to 1,000 graduates this year. Not quite. But next year, we're going to add five sessions. And then in the next couple of years, we'll go up to 50 sessions. So, uh, we're on track to, and they get aftercare after that, right? Once they go, we're not, we right. don't forget them. Right. So we're, we're continuing to, to raise this number of folks that we can get through our programs. And then our aftercare program, which involves local outposts, we have uh, a network, an incredible network of biblical counselors across the country, others that we can plug people into that need help after our program. We have, uh, marriage programs that we scholarship our graduates to, uh, there is always something going on. And really from the point someone comes to us and says, I don't have anywhere else to go through the point that they're able to go on and, and continue to live the life that God created them to live. Uh, Ian, you mentioned, you know, a lot of church programs are, we're, we're serving veterans. And I've always looked at all of these programs as not a cul-de-sac that someone needs to drive into and stay, 
but as a through road, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we we want to get you through this and we'll help mm -hmm. you. We'll equip you. We'll come alongside. But the goal is that you're plugged into your community, your church, your family, mm -hmm. and, and really the Mighty, nation Mighty at Oaks large. Is, Mighty Oaks is not the answer and solution. We are, we're not the answer. We're, we're, we're to equip you. Yeah, we're That's a right. tool and a conduit to yeah. the local church and the community. And I, I mean, I shamelessly say that about Mighty Oaks. Like, I love Mighty Oaks. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm super proud of it. But we are not the yeah. solution the local church is, and we, we're just a partner of that. One of my favorite things is when, uh, you know, we're talking about someone who came through the program, and we've been doing this for a long time. So it's like, hey, what happened to, you know, this guy? Man, I don't know. And then you go look it up, and, like, he's serving in his church, and he's running Man. a small group, Man. and he's doing a thing. And the reason we're not connected to him anymore moved on. is because he, he grew he's and he moved on. exactly what he should be doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly what he should like, be doing. That's a win for us, yeah. right? I think yeah. the only addition, uh, you know, people here are one week. Yeah. They're like, so let me get this straight. Like this dude's yeah. suicidal. And then after a week, you're telling me that this person's now serving in their church and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. uh, one, I would say, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. does happen. Yeah. That that's correct. I mean, we could talk about the journey of Reed. We could talk about the journey of, of uh, Glenn, Neil, uh, Brandon. You could yeah. tell these journey. I mean, yeah. all these people, I, the names I just listed are significant. Yeah. Uh, leaders in our organization that have continued to build this and make it as great as it, as it is. But um, I think the only thing that if, if, if there was a, if the VA was charged with, Hey, you got to start a faith based program yeah. that allows people to use their faith to grow and, and they'll see a difference in a week. Well, first off the VA would say, okay, it they, needs to be six. They fall down is what they would do. It needs to be six months. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. And it needs to include all the faiths. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and yeah. it needs to be chaplains and psychologists, right? Mm, yeah. But I think that that's where the, the, the why one week is so impactful on changing the course. Uh, like you look at a compass, right? And, and just one degree off over time is a, is a significant issue, right? You could end up in a, on a different map sheet, right? But if, if you just orient back the other direction mm. where, where you should be headed, uh, where the, the legacy comes from, we're got, and that's that one week, we're just, we're just, nudging the compass yeah, in a different that's direction right. That's right. and then empowering you to do it. Yeah. And it's the testimony of the peer-to-peer -peer relationship, right. right? So faith, faith-based is significant. And if you're listening and you're trying to figure out uh, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, I want to go to the, I need to go to a program. My life has fallen apart, mm -hmm. but I'm not a Christian and I, yeah. I've been hurt by the church it's or, okay. or yeah. my parents were very extremely religious. I, I don't fit into, into going to mighty Oaks. Like I would, I would challenge you to say, well, uh, as I've heard often, well, if is what you're doing working, yeah. yeah. Uh, if it's not, then you should probably come. You should probably come try this. Give us yeah. a shot. Why not? It's, it's going to take one, you five days. Oh, and by the way, it's only one week. Yeah. And, and it's really good food. You get to eat the cattle from <laughs> from uh, Sky, Sky Rose, Rose, right? Yeah. Uh, and Kenny is amazing. Cook Unless you don't there. eat cattle and then you're not welcome. But yeah. just, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> We're vegetarians all the time. I, I you're just, welcome. I sat next. I, I was flying back actually from our, you know, uh, our program uh, this weekend. I was sitting next to a psychologist. Uh, I didn't realize it, but I was sitting next to a psychologist halfway through our flight back. And mm -hmm. He started asking some questions. He was flying in here uh, for a fundraiser himself, and he gets sent something was off. Yeah, he said something <laughs> that 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 there was something wrong with me uh, sitting next to him uh, uh, with all the camouflage. I think I'm probably still wearing the same thing. Uh, anyways, he 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 was sharing that he's about to start his own practice, and he got really curious. He had actually uh, worked in the government for a long time, worked some contracts for for soft, and. Uh, he was just very curious on how, but how is there a change in one week? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I'm a psychologist. It takes, and I told him, I said, Hey, I'm not against like we as mighty Oaks, we love, you need 
psychologist. It's not an either or, right? Yeah, that's right. It can be an and. That's right. And um, and he he was so intrigued because I said, hey, these guys come back after their heart change, and we put them through this this growth process, and and we we walk with them in the aftercare. Then they come back and share their testimony, like they. They uh, are the uh, can walk through the valley of some of these darkest moments with these guys because they can share their own testimonies. This gives them mission and purpose again, right? They can pay that's it forward right. to the next guy, and that's how leadership processes. The it's huge, yeah. Um, so I, I did want to just yeah. people like oh well, they're, they're up here talking about one week well, we, and life change. It's like we've defined yeah. this it, it, for years. You know, Chad's defined it this way: is really the the goal of that week is to back people into a corner where they have to make a decision. It's not the end; it's the starting point. That's so right. when we talk about this amazing life change that happens in a week. Really, the decision is made to begin moving forward. That's right. Yeah. And that may take a lifetime. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. they're moving the right direction. And I think that's what we are good at on yeah. that peer-to-peer model is cornering guys and to make a decision to accept responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and regardless of what happened to them, if they were victimized or a victim of, or like regardless of what happened to them, to take responsibility and make that's a decision exactly right. to move forward. And then, as you said, Ian, we were able to nudge the compass on, yeah. on, on True North. That's right. And then, and then teach them how to utilize the resources they have available to them because a lot of them – that's right. They don't even know these resources are available. So now they need they, they have a network they could tap into. They're going to go home and struggle. We're not saying they're not going to go home and struggle or fall on their face. Most of them, many of them, yeah. most of them do. <laughs> yeah. But that's where we come in. That's where most of them, most of us. Yeah, most of <laughs> it's all of yeah. us. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's right. doing it. It's, it's teaching them they're not doing One of our mantras at Mighty Oaks is never yeah. fight alone. Like yeah. we're teaching them, hey, actually, it's not never fight alone means just coming to the program. It means as you move forward from the program, don't fight alone. You yeah. have this yeah. community yeah. at Mighty Oaks in your church, and we're going to help you. To have surround yourself with people to mm-hmm. be able to walk through this moving forward as long as it takes. Yeah, and then and then uh, the third thing we do, right? We do the re- resiliency. We do the recovery at Love Legacy Program. The third thing we do is take all the successes of those faith based programs and we advocate in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. on behalf of the military and veteran community before Congress, before Senate. I served in, as a, in a, uh, as a chairman of the White House's faith based coalition on veterans affairs to effect policy and change, yeah, so mm-hmm. that our veterans have a choice to be able to use clinical programs or physical uh, recovery programs or faith programs or, or a combination of, but mm. you know, if any of the people listening don't agree with, you know, our faith, uh, I think we can all agree that veterans, if anybody and, and service members of anyone should have the right to be able to choose sure. from those things. Sure. We've been extremely successful in our advocacy program in DC have made a lot of moves and, and, and I have the, we have a, we have a ear in DC. Like at any moment I could pick up the phone, you know, did yesterday and the day before, uh, and get involved with members of Congress and yep. and, uh, and 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 have influence there yep. because of the successes we've had at Mighty Oaks. Yep. And the fourth thing we do is our international program, and I'll, I'll let Ian because uh, he's been yeah. super involved in the, the international program. If you want to tell us, tell everybody about what we have really done in the international yeah, effort. I think and, uh, don't, and don't do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a there's a there's a lot you could do internationally. There's a lot of things that we could do uh, that would fit somewhere inside the veteran care inside the United States. But there's uh, there's only a few things that we should do, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I can't help but you know think back and uh, when I reference the Bible about hey go make disciples of all nations, that, that makes really really difficult right uh, question, but when I watched Mighty Oaks when I first came on board, uh, there was a lot of things participating in the Afghan recovery uh, um, out of Afghanistan, that was just an ancillary thing that we did that that grew that you guys did, and. Uh, but recovery and crisis uh, uh, recovery is not what we do internationally. What we do internationally is, and I keep telling the guys, like, it, we're kind of uh, we're kind of uh, uh, impacted by our own good works, right? We've we've produced some really great. God's allowed us to produce some really great fruit from these programs, uh, recovery programs, and uh, He's challenged us to step forward and share that knowledge and experience with other organizations uh, internationally. So uh, specifically, we work with Ukraine right now. 
everybody knows the atrocities that are happening on uh, out in Ukraine and the challenges they face. The, the, the big, the biggest challenge is it's that's different from us is it's happening in their country. And, and I would couple that right next to that is they haven't had a standing chaplain, uh, yeah. process or organization or, 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 or branch, uh, until about two, two to three years ago, right? They started standing that up. Well, they don't know what to do with it. They, these, these good uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, chaplains are out there trying to do their best, but they are suffering. Uh, I had a chance to go out for about two weeks with Hunter, uh, your oldest son. Uh, he does a wonderful job with international, uh, building it up and having a plan. And, and it's not about just going and, and making uh, another nation feel good uh, on an on a energetic speech or encouraging speech. Those things are good, but we talk about what legacy is Mighty Oaks going to leave, right? What, my, what can Mighty Oaks do to leave a legacy in those, uh, with those folks? So uh, internationally, we, we help Ukraine chaplains uh, face resiliency and recovery, right? We, we help them talk about it. We help them do it. We put them through a short course of our same program, and uh, they are hungry for it. We are able to give them some uh, great tools on uh, facing trauma and crisis, and uh, we'll do that next year as well. We'll go out there about four times. When I say we will go out there, we'll, we'll send about four guys, right? Yeah. Four guys from Mighty Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, financially, it is, uh, it is very small in the, in, this, in the grand scheme of what we spend uh, on, on doing it. But it, we, we are still called to do it. And I think one of the best parts between going to Ukraine and doing that and going to Peru, helping the law enforcement face the uh, – we've been asked by their leadership, by their generals, to f- help them face the corruption that they have. And a lot of that corruption comes from uh, constant uncertainty, uh, this, 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 this constant trauma that they're faced over time. And so we bring the, uh, shine a light on, on biblical principles and living a disciplined and strong character, two of the things that we yeah. teach inside of our program. Uh, but w- what we watch is uh, guys are, are so hungry for that, but the guys that come with us from Mighty Oaks, they grow through this process, right? They grow and they're challenged to share their faith, mm-hmm. To a, a community that they're not used to sharing it with, and that there's a faith because of the uncertainty of what we're going while we're there. That there's a there's a, such a stretch in their faith and their growth that they see, and it's just uh, that constant from the guy who was struggling here in the states as a veteran, suicidal, coming through our program years later, he's finding himself uh, on the edge at, at U, in Ukraine, teaching the gospel and growing right. in his faith. Like yeah. that is the journey cycle that we're watching. It would have renewed sense of mission and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been phenomenal. So I didn't do it concise, but that's what we've been working on lately on uh, international. Important, you know, you're just going out and serving our ally partners and and empowering them with the same thing that we have here in the States. And by the way, Ukraine, for those listening and don't know, uh, we didn't respond to Ukraine after the invasion. Uh, We were in Ukraine. Jeremy was there in 2018. Yeah, 18 Uh, and 19. Yeah, starting to train chaplains there. So we were in the early... Early, early parts of their their training, their right. chaplaincy training. Yeah, and uh, I think you guys just did thirty train thirty five. Yeah, thirty five total. Thirty five chaplains yeah. there, and uh, you know, and and we, uh, a lot of people probably watch and and ask. So the answer to this question, you know, are we involved in the rescue recovery? People see me being involved in that. We actually have a sub organization of Mighty Oaks that's outside of our mission set. Uh, and, and it, you know, sometimes Mighty Oaks alumni is, gets to be part of that, but that's actually another organization. Uh, so it would be partner, partner organization. Partner organization yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, that we, we are able to address yeah. those needs as they come to Mighty Oaks. We always yeah. get those needs. And, and, uh, you know, if anybody else is able to do it, that kind of, we look at it as, can the government do it? Uh, can anybody else yeah. do it? If they can, then we let them, if they can't, if, or if they can't or won't, then uh, that's that partner organization will yeah. step in and we may be involved in that. And I personally may be involved in that sometimes, but that's not what we do at Mighty Oaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's under the Mighty Oaks flag, we're doing the same thing somewhere else we do here. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. we're communicating the same thing. And if it's a separate humanitarian issue or something else, that's there right. are other organizations that we partner with to to do that. Yeah, and yeah. we can partner, but that's outside of the mission of Mighty Oaks. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, well said. And for those who are interested in, um, I guess learning more about us, those who want to apply to our programs, where do they go? Either one of you can talk about that. MightyOaksPrograms.org. There it is, yeah. MightyOaksPrograms.org. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you if you heard the word outpost around your community, just go step into the door and sure. see what's going on there. Yeah, uh, our outposts are growing uh, fast, and and it's it, that's a that's a great that's a great problem to have. Sure. Um, it's a great place to get plugged into veteran local veterans uh, and law enforcement as well. Uh, run those, and they're 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 alumni from us, but they they just have a heart to care for you, yeah. and and they're a bridge, right? They're yeah. not a they're not an end of a cul-de-sac where you where you just uh, at a dead end. They're yeah. helping you get to the next place. That's right. They want to get yeah. you to the next place, yeah. and you'll find a lot of other veterans uh, that have been through our program in there, but also just the community to get plugged yeah. in. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think I think as a close, I don't want to speak to three specific groups of people. Uh, one is is the veteran or first responder, active duty service member who may think, man, I need this program. Yep, but I'm, First of all, like if you think even remotely, you don't need to be a train wreck to come. Right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's right. a great, you know, from some people that are a train wreck, like maybe you're on the brink of suicide. Yeah. You know, you need to come. Yep. So someone that's like, hey, I just need to make a, a few like minor adjustments in my life. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. That's good. Uh, yeah. We don't care if you have a bad discharge. A lot of veteran service organizations require honorable discharge. We don't care. If you raise your hand to serve, uh, uh, we're, we're going to serve you. Uh, and that's important to know because yep. a lot of people will say, oh man, I have this, um, I, I'm going to have to tell them I was dishonorably discharged or whatever. And they don't, they don't get help because of that. We, yep. We're there to serve you. Uh, second is there, there's no cost at all. There's no strings attached. Uh, we do millions of dollars in programs a year. Uh, so you could come to the program, just apply. Our team will contact you back and, and we'll get you scheduled in a program. Secondly, those programs are free because a grateful nation of people help right. pay for them. So if, if you're, uh, uh, interested in being part of this, being part of the solution that we talked about, then donate. Uh, we are 501c3 uh, nonprofit, tax deductible donation. I can't think of a better place to donate uh, and make an impact, not just in the lives of veterans, but in, in our nation yep. to build these leaders and put it back in communities and Mighty Oaks. So we definitely need your support and donation. You've seen earlier, we had 1,200 applications this year, 497 mm -hmm. requests yeah. for uh, for us to speak at bases and around the world, and uh, there's a lot of demand on us, and we need to support the, to meet that demand. So it, whether it's what's the uh, what's the cost per student? Thirty five hundred dollars per student. Yeah, so we say it doesn't cost anything. It costs a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. cost the student anything. It doesn't right? cost the student anything. Yeah. And, then, and then thirdly, I think a lot of uh, a lot of veterans uh, and first responders hear this, and they're like, "Well, I don't think I need it for myself, but I, I want to be part of this. I want I want to help. I want to give back." Uh, and and the, my answer to that is come to the program. Uh, we need help, by the yeah. way. We need uh, team leaders and, and mentors in our program. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a great place to serve and give back. But we, all, we do it from the starting point of, uh, of coming to our program. So come to the program. Uh, and then once you come there, we can see if we think you're a good fit. You can see if we think it's a good fit for you. And we take it from there. But we do need, we do need leaders. We do need people to step up. And you think that's you. And just come to the program and, and attend as a student and, and take it from there. We always have good campaigns going, and I think we got one up here right now that. Yeah. Know. So we, uh, as as this episode airs, we'll be just about through uh, the first part of this challenge, twenty two for twenty two challenge, and we're recording this before it starts. So I just want you to know that, right? Because the challenge is <laughs> you this. Look, you look fresh right yeah, now. Yeah, I look pretty good right now. Um, the, cha <laughs> the challenge. You don't have bags of ice on your knees, right? Yet. For the twenty two for twenty two challenge from October twenty first through Veterans Day, that is uh, this weekend as this airs. Um, I'll run, Lord willing, by God's good grace, one marathon a day. 
for 22 days. And that's one part of the 22 for 22 challenge. Uh, the other part, and that's my part, that's to draw attention to kind of what we're doing. That's what we talk about. Hey, there's a problem. But the other part is to help other people get involved. And going to 22 for 22 challenge, even now, you can go check that out. And uh, there are ways for you to get involved. We've asked as many people as would to sign up, register, do something for 22 days. But more important, reach into their community and ask people to join them mm-hmm. financially to continue to support the work that uh, that we're doing because it's just that important. So there's always something going on. You can do anything, right? You don't have to run 22 marathons in 22 days. Run a mile, uh, walk a mile. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, do something we, else. Kevin Knutson is running 20, uh, no, he's swimming 2,200 meters yeah. a day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every day. Uh, yeah. Some people are doing, I'm that big one, the, 22 push-ups thing because I think it just points to the problem. Talk, but but yeah, we're, right. we're through here, we're talking about pointing a solution. Yeah. So do you 22 push-ups a day, yeah. 22 squats, like do 22 something or just do anything, yeah. right? Donate $22 a day, <laughs> like <laughs> and, anything you can do. And yeah. then reach into your community. I mean, why are we doing this? It gives you something physical you can do, but then you can reach into your community and say, we're doing this challenge. Would you support financially so that we can raise that $3,500 per person? And send them to a program. So yeah, yeah, a lot of good things going on. Uh, last question for you guys, as we come into veterans day, um, in 90 seconds, mm-hmm. what does veterans day mean to you? Uh, Chad, start with you. I mean, for me, you know, I think veterans day is a day to just to pause from all the chaos in our country, all the divided politics and, and just to honor, uh, and, and, and respect those who put on the uniform mm-hmm. and serve. I mean, every every warrior who's donned that uniform since 1775, I say 1775 because of the Marine Corps. Yep. Uh, had that the Army is, came around later. You're but like, <laughs> way Marine Corps was there. <laughs> yeah. Army, okay. I mean, when did they, was Pretty it 18-something, sure. right? I think it was, oh, yeah, it was yeah. much later. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone that's, that, you know, fought, bled, and died uh, yeah. for this country, um, you know, deserves a day that uh, we could just say thank you. And and I, I say that as a veteran, but but I, I am not in the military anymore, and uh, and my family uh, lives free in this country. Although you know, I thank God freedoms are being taken sure. away more and more every day. It still is the freest country in the world. To make no mistake of that, I've been to sixty countries, and America is the freest country yeah. in the world. I could still take my family to church and freely worship. Uh, well, only twenty five percent of the world gets to do that, and so I'm thankful for that. And I'm and I'm thankful for our veterans that that are willing to sacrifice in, in peacetime and in wartime. They're willing. Mm-hmm to lay their lives down for us to have that freedom. And I think it's an important day that we could uh, pause and just say, thank you, acknowledge our veteran community and, and honor those who who serve us. And, and no better way to do that than, uh, you know, to lock arms with an organization like Mighty Oaks too. That's good. Yeah. Ian. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it definitely stands out is i my military career was based upon standing on the shoulders of those that went ahead of me uh, because of those great veterans that have served in the wars before I've learned those hard lessons. Uh, I was able to, come into a military that, you know, we had VA, right? I I had college. I had uh, great uh, care for my family in the medical uh, side, right? Uh, And I think about all those things, those hard lessons learned, those hard things that that they built to build the foundation of the military that I was able to step into. So that's the the grateful part of it, right? And then two, you know, like I I said, I joined because of 9-11, right? That was really, really a a significant part that, that hit me. But I look at my kids, right? My oldest is 16, my youngest is six, we have four. And uh, their whole life is impacted by the military, right? The, everything that happened since 9-11 is impacted by them. And so it, it's also an opportunity for me to tell them thank you, yeah. right? It's they Though they haven't served, I can tell you right now, my wife has sacrificed more than I ever have. Hmm. Uh, I got yeah. to choose, you know, and it was fun at times, right? A lot of fun to be in the military, but she was always uh, having to respond to those things. So I, I, I'll, I'd say that often is my wife has 
really been the one that had to sacrifice often more than I have ever sacrificed. So it's a moment to tell them thank you for all the things that they've done uh, along the way. Yeah. I think for me, in addition to what both of you said, it's an opportunity to just recommit myself to serving those who have served us. And, and really, that's what Mighty Oaks is about. It's, you know, we're all veterans. We've all served. Some are currently serving. And it's an opportunity for us to reignite or recommit mm-hmm. ourselves to serving those who have served others. And I told this story recently, but I remember the first time this hit me, that I came home from Iraq. I brought my Marines with me. Ten years later, I'd always been proud of that. And then I realized there's a lot of brokenness and hurt that I did nothing to stop. Mm. And my job continues, and it's an opportunity to reassert that. So very thankful for this day and uh, thankful for the opportunity to talk. Um, If you're interested, again, we mentioned this, mightyoaksprograms.org for the Mighty Oaks Foundation, mightyoaksprograms.org. And uh, you can find out about everything we just talked about, um, everything that we discussed today you can find information on. And if you need to apply, you don't think you need to apply, someone told you you need to apply, (laughs) whatever the case, go apply. There's a place there to do that. We'll handle everything. All you need to do is fill out that application. It's very easy. And uh, if you'd like to give uh, financially support the work that we do, please do that as well. But uh, appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Thanks. All right. Talk to you next time. God bless.